This week on the Push Willows podcast, we talk about the perfect home gym with minimum equipment. Also, is a trainer struggling to motivate their clients? What do we do? And three, two, one. I mean, well done, Pure Gym. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's up, man? I know, way to, way to ruin a brand in like one post. <laughs> I mean, I can guarantee that we've got some trainers or members on here that go to Pure Gym. Um, if you don't go to Pure Gym, Luton and Dunstable, I'm sure you've seen it by now. It's only been out like a couple of days, but wow, what a post. <laughs> apparently as well, like, I don't again, how true it is, I don't know, but apparently it was, um, not that it matters hugely, but it was um, apparently a, a black guy that posted it, apparently. Yeah. That's what I've said. Yeah. But like, obviously that doesn't matter. Like, it's still just like a ridiculous thing to I say. Mean, like, it doesn't really make a difference. But entire, um, if anybody hasn't seen it, this post is about a new wad and it's entitled 12 Years a Slave after the Epic Mooney. This is our workout on the month designed by Matt Smith or Matt Sims or that is to celebrate Black History Month. And it says slavery was hard and so is this. And then proceeds to tell you what the workout is. Wow. We do, not condone, <laughs> we do not condone that message. Jesus. I mean, end it now. Entry end the show. Gee. <laughs> Bonkers. What's going on in your world, mate? Happy birthday to Isabel. I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, Isabel's birthday today. From yesterday. Isabel's birthday today. And um, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, really. Sort of last intake of Blitz is done now. So that was good. Um, yeah, we've had quite a few people through it actually this year already. Well, welcome, been, all, welcome all those blitzers. Yeah. I'm so sure they're listening to this because they, they, they love you, right? They will be, yeah. It's funny actually, some of them asked the other day, they were like, oh, I've got recommendations from podcasts. And it's funny because I was like, I was half tempted to be like, yeah, listen to mine. I was like, I was like, actually, like, it's just like over their head. You know, when you like, <laughs> some of the questions you get in there are like, is this a protein? And you do you know what I mean? You're like, uh, it's not really your cup of tea. Really, yeah, it'd be but, fine. Um, Any of the blitzers, they, you're welcome. You can listen to us chime in. There's some technical ones and some not so technical shows. Yeah, Pick and choose I, as you will. I did say we just um, chatted shit, but I was like, it's, it's mainly more aimed at people who are a bit more, um, I don't want to say like clued up with it, but. Yeah, but it's a way to get clued up in it. I've had people, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people have messaged me quite like, and said they've, they've written like, actually wrote down some of the stuff we've been talking about and gone and researched it. I mean, hats off, sad as hell, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, crack on. It's um, good as well. Like, I think that's, yeah. it's good that people do do that. That, you know, they, 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 they suppose listen and then write out and or they're, or they're, themselves. they're probably fact checking us to be fair. So. Yeah. That's what I mean. For that very reason, you want to check what we said is right, you know, and like form your own opinions. Don't just listen. Don't just listen to something on the internet and just believe it. Like, do you know, I think that's the that's one thing I would I would say. Um, don't that, you know? I wouldn't want you to have everyone else's podcast. Just take it as read. So don't do it with ours. You know, but I mean, we are right. But <laughs> as as, yeah, um, just don't question us. Then you're right. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, like no, being so, I don't like being attacked. Gee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, everything's good, mate. No, I'm started doing a few more. I've um, I've taken a, not taken. I'm I've like bought a couple of courses that I need to read through for the rest of this year, and um, apply those and stuff like that. But See where I can 
apply things going forward. But yeah, lovely. Very much on the wind down, to be honest, for like big things this year. Now I'm done. Like we, we sort of said we've done with our our blitz launches. We've done all that sort of shit. We just want to go 2020. See you later. Done with it. As as Dan was saying that he's done with all his big things for the rest of the year. I was swearing at him the whole time because I'm not. I'm as yeah. No. It is busy. Um, yep. <laughs> Lucky mate. Um, so yeah, no, it's just uh, yeah, no, but I mean, like for us, it's just the case of really this time of year. For a lot, I suppose for a lot of PTs and stuff, it is a bit more of like a you know, a lot of clients are focused on on goals, maybe a little bit further away now. Um, so you've yeah, got a lot of one to ones that are kind of like sort of sort of less. They're more, they're more focused on that sort of thing, and it's the time really for us to now sort of think about content, think about products for next year. Because although it's, I mean, as stupid as it sounds, I'm pretty sure October, November, December, the new year can't be can't be much much more than 90 days away so yeah it's tough as it sounds it's one of those where it's like it's not a lot of time to sort of plan out what you're going to do then for the next year and stuff. so we've got a few things we're going to launch and what people tend to do is they leave it to like november and go, oh, i probably should do that now and then they realize in december they want to take the whole month off and they don't want to do much work and like okay now oh gone. mate like we, so, we've been we've already planned out this our crap and we're not launching until january really or december i don't know december or january mm-hmm. but we planned out like a month ago still not enough time yeah like, exactly that's it so runs away from you the, the stuff we've got planned should only take us two months to get done and, and things like that but it, you know what it's like you waste one week and all of a sudden like say middle of october then and you're like oh shit you're like, oh shit i'm behind so it's, all right great yeah it's 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 important to think that i think as a as a pt or whatever it's important to think in blocks like that and think ahead rather than just because before you know it january rolls around and you've like oh shit i better do some marketing it's like it's too late at that point because people who planned it are way ahead of you no mate just um, just just there's there's always more hours in the day wait oh no that's that's not how you can no. grow your business no I'm just having, keep grinding and then when jammy <laughs> hits just offer like oh yeah 20 sessions for the price of 10 yeah or something like that <laughs> <laughs> crack that's on not marketing by the way yeah yeah is it not all right great no, mate. <laughs> you know that i know you're, that. In with, you're in with luke now you know better than I'm, anyone well i know yeah because i'm sure anybody who's seen that post and it just it made dan laugh as well i sent it to luke and he was like yeah mate, i saw but obviously that 12 years of slave post he was like but the worst thing about that post is uh that color of font on that background he's like no one can see that <laughs> i was like i was like good luck glad you your head screwed up <laughs> Marketing business on, go. Uh, always, yeah. always, always. Thinking, you see. Always, mate. Um, I've, got a f- I've got a few topics that I've jotted down. I mean, you want to talk about one in particular because it's incredibly selfish. And it kind of relays into one of mine as well, So, yeah. which, is, which is quite nice. Um, so you pose the question, and I guess this might be, there's actually, there's two of our, old, well, I don't know, you might be one of your clients right now. And we've been on their podcast before. Um, oh, Chris and Bradley. Mm. Of They're doing their own gym. How are they? They have oh. bought their facility and they're opening a, their own gym. Yeah, they're like building it and everything right now, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, one of my old clients and one of Dan's, he's a current client or former client? Old client, no. Old client, old client yeah. Old so client. we kind of, they and I pushed them together. They're a good little double act. Um, eat, lift, lose. So they're doing their own gym, um, but it might be something for them to listen for to uh, the minimum. You want to know the minimum equipment for, I don't know, maximum gains for uh, like a yeah. home, small kind of gym facility or home gym kind of thing. The minimum equipment you can kind of get away with, right? Yeah, I think it was just, I, I think I, like I said, I kind of know what I 
going to have or I think I know what the answer is going to be or whatever um, for me but it's more a case of we're having like I said we're, when we hopefully get this house by Christmas time hopefully we're going to do a sort of studio slash gym in the garage yeah. and I wanted to pose a question to people listening and, and obviously to you a little bit was thoughts for a home gym and like how much equipment you actually need to have a sufficient workout and I thought obviously with lockdown it kind of brought it to to the to the forefront a little bit more obviously with people thinking about that sort of stuff but just made me think about i was looking at it the other day and i went through a list of stuff and i had like essentials then i had like desirables then i just had like luxury and i realized actually that the essentials is is all you need and i think actually as well from looking at things like ben bruno's you know the kitchen and stuff like you see what people train with and it just amazes me how good trainers don't need a lot of stuff you really don't if you're inventive um, to get, for, you know, like I say for the majority of people to get, you know, to get them a decent training plan. Um, so yeah, that was, that was where it came from really. I was just trying to think about, about that. And, and I suppose each bit of kit, what you could do with each bit of kit and why you would select that bit of kit and whether it's based on versatility, whether it's based on necessity and all that sort of stuff. So I went with, or what I'm going to hope to go with, is a power rack, which is basically a squat rack with obviously like the pull-up bar on it, the safety pins, stuff like that. So then you can do squats in there. I'm going to buy a bench so I can do bench in there. I can do Bulgarian split squats in there with the bench. Again, I can do all sorts of stuff like that. I can do um, pull-ups, hanging leg raises, things like that. It's going to have, you can get you get dip bars with it, so you could always do dips if you wanted to. Um, put onto the the side of the rack there you can get an attachment for it for a landmine although i probably wouldn't get one i'd probably just use a normal landmine so i'd also get a landmine with an extra barbell for that i'd get a trap bar and i would get and within the power within the the power rack comes there's a cable attachment so you can get a cable pulley system so you can do lap pull downs rows curls extensions single arm rows core stuff loads of things with that um landmine again you could do all sorts of leg exercises you can do again if you get a step you can do single arm rows you can do single leg rdls you can do rdls you can do goblets you can do all sorts of shit landmine as tom knows and then i was going to get a glue ham raise just because i really like them and I, and I realized that that's the one bit of kit that actually is pretty much got about three things you can do on it but out of all that, you've got nothing. Out of all those movements, you've got nothing really there that's going to shorten your hamstring and focus on hamstring knee flexion. Unless you buy a hamstring curl machine or something like that. Like yeah. all you can do really is RDLs and hamstring sliders and stuff like that. And I was like, I think I want a glute hammer just because I really like them. So that's all I'm going to get. That's it's all I was well. going to get. So I know. So I'm uh, just thinking from a place that doesn't have glute ham raise, but they do do glute ham raise, is uh, Boyle's place, and they 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 like make it with a they use a barbell so that you link your feet into and wedge something into, and then like a pad, and then they fall down from there. We did try it, and I was like, it's a bit weird. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to get like a a high one, you just get a little one mm. that you, you don't be able to fall off of. But yeah, I'm sure, yeah. assuming um, you can get a little one. So that, that would be, I, I guess for me, that wouldn't be a necessity, even though I have put it back in my plan. Um, 
because I haven't done it in fucking ages. But I agree because we we have a go about this quite a lot because there's a lot of people who don't their only uh, direct knee flexion work through hamstrings will be a hamstring curl. Right, a lot of trainers will only do that, and they won't even see the landmine or a TRX or sliders or that kind of thing. Um, which obviously, top tip if you want to do those sliders, whack a foam roller in between your legs and push against that, and then suddenly the hips aren't an issue anymore, and you stop jerking around. Um, but apart from that, mm, yeah, that would be the only luxury for me. I think the GHR because yeah, yeah I would, that's, that was uh, that was for me. It was a yeah. yeah, that was on my desirable list. It wasn't an essential. That other stuff was the essential stuff. And then I think because um, you've already got power blocks, so dumbbells. Oh no, you sell them. Yeah, no, we've still got them, but I don't like them, and I wouldn't. But I wouldn't be worried about dumbbells really with that because if you've got a cable stack, yeah, I guess so. most of the stuff that I want to do, like if I wanted to, it's do, just again, like, arms it's just if you wanted to. The only thing would be free pressing. So I prefer dumbbell pressing yeah. over barbell pressing personally yeah um that would be the only thing that's the only thing i the only thing that i would really want out of all that that i'm missing would be a dumbbell bench press so i can do barbell bench press i can do single arm landmine presses um uh, and i probably wouldn't do... even i'd only like i could quite happily live with just one dumbbell like one changeable mm. one because i'd quite happy just do single arm dumbbell work like overhead presses or single yeah. arm like dumbbell press I just don't and like do those... the, the bilateral barbell stuff yeah i don't like those power blocks and then I was like, again, with the dumbbells, with that, again, I wouldn't bother getting like naught to 15 kilo dumbbells. So whether it's worth just going like 30s, 32s, 35s, 36s, 40s. So you can do some single arm rows or some, yeah. you know, some single arm bench work, like you said. But it's, um, it's just interesting, I think, to, to think about because it was just, I think a lot of people would, would assume you need a lot of equipment, but I don't think you do. No, because you've got a kettlebell, right? Yeah, you got a couple, a couple of kettlebells. So that kind of they're a decent load. Twenty-four mine is yeah. Twenty-four. So in theory, you can manipulate that to be okay for single arm rows. That's not nearly heavy enough, obviously. But I guess it was just. No, but again, you got a cable stack though. You got a cable stack, so and a landmine. Yeah, it'd just be get a good good attachment for that. Yeah, do the landmine. Fair enough. Yeah, do that into what's those? I can't remember what those rows are now. They're not croc rows, not Kronoski. Meadows rows. Meadows rows, thank you. Yeah, yeah. with the uh, the old landmine. So do some yeah. meadows rows. And I think with the cable with the cable stack as well, I've got pull ups, lap pull downs, again, seated rows, single arm rows. I I think you've got more than enough covered. Yeah. I'd that, go I yeah, I'd 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 want a rack. I'd want I think in terms of cost, I'd want one good barbell to which is gonna stay on my rack, and then maybe one cheaper one I'd put in the landmine. Because you because the only reason why you're never gonna load it that much, like unless you and if you really did want to, you'd switch it. Because you're only gonna do like single arm landmine press, maybe some like half moons or something like that, or like single like deadlifts, all that kind of crap. So yeah, I wouldn't. I would just get a cheap ass one or like a lighter, twelve and a half or fifteen kilo. Yeah, barbell. You could probably get the one of the ladies' barbells. Um, they're a little bit thinner. Oh, it might be a little bit nicer. Um, yeah. Your your tiny hands. That's um, it, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought that would. I thought literally that was it. I didn't think you again. You needed. No, the only, obviously the only stuff that you. Yeah, do you have a TRX? You can hang that up anywhere. That's like a yeah. half the fort, right? So that's mm. fine. Um, 
I do like power work and stuff. So I don't know if there's a like I would buy like the a three kilo med ball would be on my list. Um, I would yeah, just in case, especially if you're gonna be get better getting better at basketball, that would be something that might be in there for me uh, based off you and well, based off anybody really because I think three kilos is three or four kilos that's enough velocity obviously it's heavier than a basketball but yeah that would be for like slams and pushes and stuff like that because anything else is probably too heavy to do that um, yeah mate and then you just think about the flooring but you'd be right you've got like hard flooring elsewhere so you can do all your, your skips and your pogos and your marches that you love doing that's it mate well she wants like so <laughs> It started off as going to be like a gym, and then it, now it's turned into two thirds of a studio, wooden floor studio. Oh, of course, yeah, you got that bit. And yeah, then, like, yeah. so I was like, "This is perfect, mate. Even better, yeah. like, just like a basketball court." Yeah, yeah. No. You should have put like, yeah, just put a hoop up, boom. Easy. You didn't have jerseys all the way around. Ah, uh, yeah, I got to do all that shit. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Any dance clients, if you've got a jersey, just print your name on it, and uh, it'll hang it up. You don't, yeah. have to, you don't have to play any of the sports, but you'll just hang it up. Just whatever you wear to work, that'll be fine. Um, oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> if you work at McDonald's, one of your McDonald's t-shirts, write your name yeah. on the back. It's better than anything I've got right now, so 100%. <laughs> yeah, so rack, two barbells, one shit, one good. Oh, what, what are you going to go barbell-wise? There's obviously the... Aleco is like the gold standard, but it's fucking... Oh, I'm not spending that much money bar. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Um, um, I hadn't thought about it yet. I hadn't really thought too much about it. You can walk down to Watson, see what they've got going. I could do, yeah, but again, they're ridiculous expensive. And actually, the only thing they're really good at is the dumbbells. The rest of the stuff I don't really like. Them, like their machines. I used to train yeah. at the gym there, and it's just not. It's all pink. Just not great. It's all pink. Man. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd like a yeah a single cable attachment is is worth it. I think because you can manipulate that for like lap pull downs as well, like single arm lap pull downs, absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I think that's all there, mate. All there. That's all I'd need. I'm just, I'm just looking at my plan right now and going, what am I using that I could not accommodate? Like the only thing I've got, like football bar bench. I doubt you're gonna buy a football bar or a Swiss bar. Um, no. That's a bit punchy, isn't it? That's that's very like. You can only, I only use it for two things. I've got it written in my plan because that's the barbell I'm using. My barbell of choice for this plan is uh, I'm doing football bar bench press and football bar uh, bench rows, but I'm not using a normal bar anyway. So, mm. so I've been like, yeah, let's do that one. Um, but yeah, apart from that, you can do your L sits and your hang up, like hanging stuff, all those oblique twists that you love doing, Dan. Sit, mate. getting people to Isabel like that's what you're doing isn't it? You, she kicks you in the stomach you go abs leg raise course, mate. kick the that's stomach I've, I've seen just it just get the jump on me <laughs> just get the jump on me I've seen it um, but yeah I think that's the minimum. anybody's building a gym that's what I do if I'd ideal gym I'd have rack glute ha- like GHR next to it I'd have rack oh, bent yeah. rack bench deadlift platform so all behind it it's just like the college setup right there's a rack and then you'd like a double rack basically. So you can go squats yeah. into like presses or whatever you want to do and a deadlift platform or Ollie lifting platform behind it. Um, you don't do that in the same place as a squatting rack, believe it or not. And then behind that, you'd have a hip thruster or a GHR probably alternate. Then you'd have behind that, you'd have a Cybex of some sort. Um, and then you just have a, a track behind that. You'd have a track and then it's good, mate. 
love a track. Half an hour of my sessions done on the track. So of just a free space. Um, yeah. I was talking, obviously, like some trainers are like, that's just wasted space. Why don't you just put machines and stuff in there? I was like, it's not the point. It's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, when you put all machines, yeah, great. Crack on. You crack on. Um, but yeah, mate, that kind of goes into, I, po- I posted all of my, because actually last week, Dan, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to blow my own horn here, mate. I trained five times. What? Man, that's more times than I've trained like the last three weeks. Five times. I actually kind of because I've I've written a simple what I deem a simple training program. You've probably seen me post it up and just been like, yeah. it's really fucking simple, right? It's like five minutes before the session. I've I've written it down. And and then I've just gone every day. So I wrote one every day for four days, and then I'm gonna stick to that and just increase the load gently because I know I'm coming out with COVID, blah blah blah, not training so hard, so I can probably do incremental load increases um, where I see fit on three of the main exercises anyway. So it's been super simple, five minutes programming, anything like that. And it's been really enjoyable, actually. Like, just writing... Obviously, I don't normally write my pro, like my clients' programs in notes, um, just an FYI, <laughs> because I did get a few messages going, oh, that looks really cool. A few people thinking it looks really cool, like... It was something fancy. And then a couple of people going, uh, what about your conditioning? What about your mobility work? Where's your warm-up written? And just an FYI, I don't write... For my own training, I never write out my warm-ups. I would never really write out my mobility work ever. Um, Just because I do it every day, like with clients all the time i know what my focus is because that's probably the one of the exercises in and i'm full body every day so the the super simple plan is i've got a push a pull and a leg thing four times a week Mm -hmm. various different loads like either fives or eights basically that's all i'm doing fives or eights and everything oh eights on bulgarian split squats fucking horrendous um yeah and then paired with it is either like a gains like bicep curls or something like that or a most of them are like power like uh that rotational slams or overhead rotational slams and um double broad jumps but i went back but because you were talking about ghr i used the ghr for the first time since before covid last week i now know what my clients complain about when they don't roll out their quads very often on that fucking machine yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) because i hadn't obviously for a while and it does take some weeks to get used to putting the ghr on your quads because number one it fucking kills like it is like rolling out your quads so you kind of get two for one you're doing your hamstrings and you're rolling out your quads at the same time um and you have to build up the confidence again as well in the machine to let yourself fall like fall down because you're like uh, i I was like, oh, I haven't done this for, I'm going to go seven to eight months. I, I really like got in my own head, like thinking I had to do a little bit at a time. <laughs> and then like I broke at the hip just to do it like that first. I was like, all right, I can do this. Yeah. It's okay. So I'm not going to fall off. But little hey, We used thing, to do that with like load. We used to do that with like 15 hey, kilos. I, I still think I can do it with load. After like the first week, I struggled like fives or sixes. And then this week I could smashed out 10 easy it was just a clearly a like i don't know thought mechanism trying to be like boom mm. boom that's one thing that yeah me and you used to do a lot obviously from football but 
elsewhere because there's a high impact of football industry, so injury, like hamstring injuries, right? But we used to do a lot of fucking direct knee flexion hamstring work. And we'd be like on 15 kilos holding with body weight on those GHRs. Which, by the way, Dan once didn't do the setting and made me fall off. And I had to go to fucking uh, surgeon to see about my wrist. So I dropped it on <laughs> and I fell. Load, 15 kilos, my body weight onto the GHR because Dan put, put the fucking pin in properly. Yep. Still still remember. If I say st- bitter, bitter somewhat, <laughs> this guy. And, and my wrist still clicks. From that pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ankle still clicks, actually, to be fair. You know, from why I sprained it playing basketball. It's well, still I, not 100% right. I, I wasn't involved in that, mate. I was not directly involved. And so I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just, telling you. just telling you. It's, yeah, not bitter at all. Bring it up all the time. Because uh. my wrist still clicks. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. But yeah, it's super simple. And I don't know. I'm just, just talking to you as well. Because like, uh, I don't know. I've been training people. Let's go just general pop for eight years, seven, eight years, probably. Um, yeah, the warm-ups and stuff. Uh, sounds big-headed, but I'm at the level where I don't have to think about that ever. My warm-up and my mobility work is what it is because in my perspective, my warm-up and mobility work, yes, it's going to gauge me for the session I'm about to do, but it's also a constant thing that I know I'm shit at. The stuff that I'm bad at, I will do thoracic, rotation and extension work because I suck at it basically and that's about it on mobility my hips are good my knees are good my ankles are good that kind of stuff don't really spend much time because of all because I kind of said like all of it was mobility work if I'm doing pull-ups to full range guess what that's my overhead mobility work done really a proper load or like a proper because I'm properly going right down, stretching, boom, letting that go, all that kind of stuff. And then hip work and quad work, yeah. Kind of, we've always said that strength is a corrective. Also, strength is a stretch if you're doing it to increase range of motion. That's what I said about you getting a step in there because, uh, like, deficit work, deficit deadlifts. is a massive hamstring pull, so that kind of stuff. But, yeah, do you write, so when you're doing your own training plan, do you write down your warm-up? No, I don't really write down much, to be fair. Again, like the way I train at the moment, I'm lucky if I get two sessions a week. It's kind of why I'm looking forward to having the, the gym in the garage. And it's not because, again, I could go if I really wanted to, but it's more a case of it's for me, it's like the drive in and it takes about two hours. Whereas actually, I'd love to be able to just walk into a garage gym, get a session done in 40 minutes and leave. Um, exactly. Like, that's all all, of, all of my, those sessions that I've been posting up are 45 mm-hmm. minutes. That's it. Yeah, I don't like. I would do. I would spend fifteen minutes doing some mobility and warm up, and I and I actually would do it more at home as well because I would have the time. I would actually have the time to be able to do that sort of shit. Like I could even because it'd be in my garage. I could even do that in the morning. I could just do some mobility and do some stretching in the morning on its own. Yeah. But again, it's that whole thing of like you just need the right environment to do it and stuff like that. And I think again, having a room in your house would feel a bit different. Like whereas I feel like with the garage, it's like it's a different section it feels a bit different well hopefully anyway i don't know but um at the moment like i said i just do two sessions a week so i'm literally going in and going right i need to do quad dominant leg hamstring dominant leg a push and a pull vertical push or ver- or horizontal push vertical or horizontal depending on what i've done if i've done vertical i'll do vertical pull um some sh- bit of shoulders bit of arms and i'm out i'm done i'm like that's all i can do really so i don't really have to write out what i'm doing because i know it's going to be like leg press single leg rdl or bulgarian squat and rdl 
so it's going to be like unilateral, bilateral. And I just do it naturally without even thinking. Again, not oh, being yeah. big hegged, big, yeah, big, <laughs> big headed, hegged. just like <laughs> big hegged. My, my plans are just, I just know how to do a training plan properly. So, for example, I'll do single arm vertical push, and then it might be bilateral vertical pull. And then the next session might be bilateral horizontal push, and then it'll be single arm row. Do you know, it's that... I don't know. I just do it naturally. Like, it just comes naturally to me as weird as it sounds. And it's just, um, and I think that's also why I've managed to maintain a decent level of where I'm at. I've not put on stupid amounts of weight. Yeah. I've not gained loads and loads of weight, but I'm not like in the worst position that I was this time last year, really. Um, because I've not put pressure on myself either. And I know that training twice a week, I can maintain and do what I need to do training like that as well. Cause as long as you're lifting heavy and lifting strong, that's the signal for your body to keep the tissue around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for like I said for me this year has been I'm sure for a lot of people to be fair, physique change hasn't been a huge priority. But not only that, it's it's also just been something that I've been lucky enough to be able to have the knowledge to be able to maintain it quite comfortably without really trying. Like that's the trick. That's that's the goal for a lot of people is to get to that place where you can maintain. I think next year for me is when I'm gonna hopefully again with this with the gym is I'll be able to sort of go four or five times a week because I'll have that ability to you know you know when like you might. I don't know, be going somewhere on a Sunday and you're not going to go into the gym because it's going to, you realize it takes two and a, two and a half, three hours out of your day with the round trip, with the change and all that. You just don't do it. Whereas if I was to go somewhere on a Sunday, I could just go before I go and go when I get back because it's right. It's going to be right there. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like working out from home with just like some shitty dumbbells. It's not the same. I want a barbell. I want some heavy load. I want to be able to know I've got a good, it's going to be a good session, not just a made up session with what I've got available. I want it to be, no, this is going to be the session I want to have. So that's the kind of the benefit of it, I think. Isabel's going to be jacked. She, yeah, she won't want to go in there, I would have thought, but too cold <laughs> for her. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Come on, what we're talking about there. We were talking about something else, weren't we? Oh, right, design and training plan. So yeah, so when it comes to design and plan, so basically that's what I was going to say. So uh, as I lost my train of thought there, but basically I would, I would, I'm the kind of person that I would love to plan out four or five 40 to 45 minute sessions based around strength not doing like 12 exercises in a session like going in doing four i'll do a push a pull and a leg and a leg and it literally will be like the next day will be again the opposites of that and it'll be different rep ranges but it will be yeah. done in a way where i'll probably write it on the whiteboard once and i'll be like right for 12 weeks that's what i'm doing i don't need to like sit there and plan it out because i do that naturally like anyway so i think from i i'm someone who's much, i would much rather train for 30 minutes, six days a week and fit it in my life, hopefully where I can with the garage, than having to go three times a week and do like two hour sessions. For me, that's just, I'd rather do it that way. Um, so I'm trying to create a system whereby I can do that, but we'll see. Yeah, it makes sense as well. So I've, I think I've just on that note, I've, I've really, this must've been in my head because obviously I've, I've written a pro plan around this. Um, but I think I've got a post, yeah, we got a post on the PTC talking about this and uh, basically just like a, a quick five-day thing. Because I was like, what, what in terms of bare minimum for you gym-wise, but what would be the bare minimum exercises if you're training four to five days a week? For me, it was three a day. It was just, literally just a push, a pull, and a legs exercise. And I was like, you could do, and I think minimum, a decent load. I identify that. Decent load. It is like three sets each day so you could do nine total sets each day that's like half an hour sessions but a decent load maybe a warm-up set before that and your warm-up whatever blah 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 five five days a week 
because you you think about that on each push or pull or whatever that's 15 15 15 working sets per week which which is all right right that's fairly decent if most of our clients did that a a decent load uh various they're probably doing five sixes eights and tens let's say um across the week um and maybe you did five sixes eights and tens and twelves because you could even go to 20 you could even do you, you could, could even do, do four sets each each and go to 20 and that's yeah. again you're, you're definitely covering all bases then correct and you think most people do 20 in a session most yeah. people do 20 sets on legs in a session or push in a session like ridiculous <laughs> i just wouldn't be able to do it i don't think you see much better you'd see much better progress though to spin up like that much better progress yeah strong did, in strength I'm, high I'm, sh- I'm sure i did i've done that like in terms of doing that many f- things on one muscle group in a, in a on a like one session but oh, i don't I, used I, to do I, I don't know how i'd be able to do that now i honestly I'd be bored, now. I'd be bored out of my mind like i do i get bored from doing five sets like seriously bored like i'm like oh right, i just want to move on from this exercise four sets is a push especially especially when it's like when i was doing ghr and double broad jumps i was just like i'm gassed end of the session mm-hmm. almost there i'm just like through it but interesting isn't it how it changes but yeah i've only got four sets on each i got four sets four days but i've also got some supplementary lifts basically just they'd be like press-ups hammer curls inverted rows that kind of thing after my loaded thing uh, so like more body weight power exercises um or side planks and core Ooh, um, yeah <laughs> definition of core. that's what that's the thing i want the, that's the other reason i want the glute ham raise can we do that sideways you can do that side, side flag <laughs> thing yeah. Yeah. Just hold myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done those in years. I don't think I might. I yeah. might put them in. They, they, They're nice. Actually, that, that, I've written that down because uh, my my current favorite. Because I've had a current favorite exercise. Probably you're one of my clients that you'll probably figure this out. Uh, Sarah, you're doing them right now. Um, is I've had put them in for I think two of my clients, two or three of them, my clients is a single leg squat, but from an elevated position. So you're on top of the box. And your your other yeah. leg is going down next to it, and you're just doing a little heel touch in line, and then like you're throwing your weight out forward and doing that kind of stuff for like low reps, five to sixes. So either giving somebody a load or like letting them crack on. Um, it's fucking hard. Um, yeah. Horrendous. Because obviously with the with the sing you you did a, po- a video of a single leg squat to box, right? Um, that's yeah. where you but. With that, you have a little bit of inertia. You, you sit down and come back up. There's no yeah. none of that. Like at the bottom, you just have to get out of a hole. You're not touching down. Um, you have to just like hover and come back up. And it's on one leg. Fairly horrendous. Uh, with only one contact point. Uh, a lot of balance and crap going on. That's my my current favorite exercise, Dan. If anybody wants to anybody wants to know, wow. it does. It changes every month, I think. But yeah, that's the current one. <coughs> Of course it does. Uh, <laughs> don't know why. I think it's just yeah, flavor of the flavor of the month, mate. You you must be JHR then. Are you just you just gagging to do a JHR? Clearly, I really miss it. Yeah, it's, it's just something I really really miss. No idea yeah. why. Just do. People only do abs on it anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, they just think that's a setup machine, right? Yep, that's yeah. definitely a setup machine. That's the most awkward fucking high setup machine I've ever seen. But yeah, that's a setup machine. That's how they decided yeah. to make. Wait, it is in CrossFit. <laughs> um but yeah weird um but also in other news i'm back in at 7 a.m or and it is pure death um yeah it's yeah. it's hard isn't it 
7am sessions again. Yeah. After six, ideal, is it? six months not doing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. So it's, it's quite strange, but it's interesting. Um, a few clients of the gym, this would be something I'm sure you can talk about from, I'm, I'm going to say as an online coach, you probably spend more time, like obviously I talk to my clients for an hour and then probably not so much throughout the week. You would talk to them more catch-ups or that kind of thing, dribs and drabs, um, is yeah. motivation right now. And have you ever had people who, but not motivation from the client, but motivation, not getting the motivation from their trainer. So maybe they're looking for a switch of trainer. Maybe their trainer hasn't like, what is, would you have like any advice for maybe trainers have seen a, uh, a drop off since COVID and is uh, from what I've seen, and this is obviously just in my little bubble around, it has been a chance for clients to switch trainers and using this yeah. as a uh, thing saying, I want to try something new because I'm, my trainer isn't motivating me as much right now. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. I've personally not had it, but people have come asking based off this and saying they're not getting as much motivation as they had previously, or maybe the trainer isn't as motivating as they thought they were. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's different. I think it's hard. I think obviously with everything that's going on, I think we're all feeling a bit different, like a bit lower potentially. So that PT may have their own financial issues with losing clients and stuff. So maybe they are finding it more difficult to do their job and concentrate and things like that and motivate because they're more worried about that. And I think sometimes while motivation comes in different forms. So for example, a trainer may feel like, they need to motivate someone by maybe being a bit more pushy and being a bit more vocal and maybe challenging them a bit more. But again, if they're, if they've lost a lot of clients and they're feeling a little bit like they don't want to lose a client, they're not maybe going to be as, as forthcoming with that motivation potentially. And um, I think it's about knowing your client and understanding their wants and needs. Like I, by definition, I'm a bit more of a, I suppose a coach that's like, okay, yeah, come on, we can, we can do this. It's fine. Not a problem, whatever. And I'll do that a few times. But then if I need to shove a rock up someone's ass, I can do. And I think sometimes trainers are scared to do that and people find that motivating sometimes. It's like, yeah, you can have the arm around the shoulder every so often. It's great. And it does, I think to myself, what would I like? And it's like, I only like that so often until I kind of think to myself, actually, I'm slacking off here and I know I'm slacking off, but you keep telling me I'm doing okay. And it's like, but I'm not. Yeah. So fucking tell me. And I think that's the difference is that when you have that relationship with a client, that you know them well enough, some clients want you to have a go at them as much as they want the positivity and stuff. You, again, it's the trainer's job to know what to do. And I think if you constantly have the same tone and the same way of doing things, that you, you just tune out to it, understandably. So it's kind of like having to, to figure it all out from, from that point of view, I suppose. But um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, really. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? A, tr a trainer being motivating is, is, yeah, that's essentially what their job is, to motivate somebody to do get results, right? Um, so if somebody's yeah. not getting them or is not enjoying the session as much because they don't feel like they they feel like they can push harder and maybe they'll get more benefit elsewhere. Um, it's an interesting one because I guess the aspect of me is if it is an issue with the fact that because obviously COVID maybe we, we identified that last week, right? The loss of income from, from a hell of a lot of people. Um, people were trying to switch over using it. An example like oh, I really fancy using somebody else as a coach. Um, Maybe it's like, especially from in person, it might be a case of motivating them by dropping them a message like midweek and being like, how's this week going? Yeah. Or yeah. like, oh, you 
just to let you know you did really well in that session the other week um fyi um yeah ready to smash it next week that little thing if you didn't do it before then could be a massive help um just because it's another point of contact it takes two seconds i realize you could write it in your diary for that hour and be like all right i'm gonna message boom 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 sounds a bit fake doesn't it like but yeah at the end of the day but it's if you've written it in your diary, they you think they've known you thinking about them, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Especially if they're paying your wages at the end of the day. So it's something that because I don't know, I talk I talk to some clients more than others, and I think that's just how part and parcel. That most of my clients end up being my friends. Some not so much. Some yeah, I'll go out yeah. drinking and stuff with. So you kind of chat to them as mates anyway. Um, but yeah, just letting them know every now and again that you're you're their coach and being like, well done, good job, or mate, that was shit. What the hell are you doing? Um, is something as well. Uh, it's interesting. Mm. It's, it's, it's that kind of, I don't know, especially when I think somebody maybe not as motivating, they probably crossed over that line as well, of being, yeah. their friend, of being their friend a little bit too much, possibly getting a, too comfortable. Um, I, I see it a lot with trainers as well. Like it's, you want your client to feel like they're, they're, you're approachable and, and that you're there, that you are their friend or that sort of thing. But then you yeah. also want to keep that distance enough to be like, I can, again, I can, give you a rollicking if I need to and I'm a professional here and all that sort of stuff um and I'll be honest that's something that's really hard to teach and I think a lot lot of the time with PTs I think a lot of the time with PTs is that they kind of uh, they are that their job description for a lot of them is rent a mate a lot of them they're being paid to 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 chat during a session because people don't like sessions they find them boring or they find them (laughs) you know they want to they want a mate to chat to during it kind of thing um so yeah, it's, it's really hard. Um, but that's where I think PTs, you have to have the integrity, I suppose, if that's the right word, I don't know if it is or not, to kind of say to someone, what are we doing this for? Like, you're not getting any results, you're not doing what I tell you to do. Like, I don't need this, I don't want to train you. But again, I think a lot of PTs are stuck between a rock and a hard place where they want to earn money, they want to have some money, but then they don't want to tell their clients to go. And actually, you owe it to yourself as a professional to tell clients who aren't seeing results to go, look, like, what are we doing this for? Why are you bothering? Do you need to do this anymore? Like, should you go? Are you seeing results? Are you seeing, as long as they're getting something out of it, it's fine. But ultimately, if they're not, then you need to kind of try and figure out why. And, and usually that could be just because they don't, I say they don't respect you, but they're kind of like just, and again, it also comes down to the whole boundaries we've talked about before with like charging for sessions about like, if you're constantly saying to your client, oh, don't worry about it. If you cancel like two minutes before, you don't get charged. It's like, well, yeah, the course are going to, the course are going to think they can piss you around. There's no, there's no boundaries, no professionalism. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're a business, you're a service provider. Um, yeah. Having those sort of clear boundaries and having some sort of like professionalism with that is, is, is the main thing. Interesting one, isn't it? I think it's just happening a little bit more now because there was obviously a, a natural break in things and people have reassessed and been like, actually, I could do better, that kind of thing. Or mm. why is that person so busy normally? And used it as a, a, a scope because, believe it or not, like somebody like me, I've, I've had a couple of people have forced to leave, right? Because they, they, they're not yeah. returning to their office. So some of my, like my 7 a.m. slots opened up and now they're fucking full, which is really annoying. So, and I've had, I've, I'm speaking from experience where I've had two people come over from other trainers who have just inquired and be like, is, is there a chance? And I was like, yeah, you can now. I did hold it off for a month and be like, I don't want to take anybody on. But I was like, fuck it, we'll do 7 a.m. 7 a.m. again. Oh, uh, it's all worth it, then, mate. Come on. 
No, it's just it's just because yeah, I was just like, fine, I can do three sessions in the morning before I go do PTC work past like ten ten thirty. That's where that's where my head's at. I'm like, I can still hit my fifth like fifteen sessions a week, dip my toe in the water, absolutely fine. It's good. Yeah, it's all good, isn't it? <laughs> all all good. good, and I feel so much better when I wake up and I'm like already smashing steps. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Like I said this to Laura the other day. Like I need to sort out. I need to start waking up in the morning. Like I, it's, it's because I don't have a reason to get up. Like I'll set the alarm. Like Isabella come in at like half six, maybe something like that. It, Laura get up with her and I'll just lay in bed and I don't have to get up really. Like cause I start most of my work. I plan to start most of my work around 10 ish, half yeah. nine, 10. And then the one thing I have to do is take Isabel to school. I have to drive to school. So I have to be up at eight o'clock and literally as soon as the clock turns eight o'clock, I just get up. I'm like, well, I've got to get up now. <laughs> it's, it's the whole thing of like, you've got nothing. I've got no reason. Like I could lie in bed from half, uh, half six or I can get up at half six or half seven. It doesn't really make a difference. It's kind of like, it's, that's the thing that I, I'm really not enjoying at the moment about, I feel lazy for doing it. Um, because then I like lie in bed at like 10 o'clock wide awake, like thinking about stuff. Cause it's finally like relaxing. Yeah. And I'm not tired enough to go to sleep. So my brain just like for an hour just thinks of shit randomly. So I think, oh, should I get up and do some work or should I not or, or whatever? So I need to start again. That's where hopefully with the gym, I'd probably train. I'd get up and train. I'd just get up, get up and, and, train, and train. Or if anybody's listening, yeah, you want to, you want to coach then Dan's going to take on three, seven AMs a week. He will charge a hundred quid an hour. All cash. Yeah. He doesn't want to Definitely. see the tax, doesn't want to see the tax man. Um, and yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> Come and train hey, in in the kitchenette. Be great. Yeah. If I could get a hundred quid an hour, fucking hell! Imagine hey, that. It's all there. It's a PT. Um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other biz? No, none from me. No, none from me. Oh, just quick tip, just in case my flatmate's listening. One tip for eating more food or getting more calories in. Eating more calories. Correct. Just somebody, who, somebody who's struggling to hit their calorie goal up, upwards. And oh, I was f- fruit fuck, juice all the way. Fucking bonkers. Fruit juice, yeah? There you go. Fruit juice, saurine, saurine and butter. Easy, mate. Fruit juice, saurine, uh, If butter. you can't hit it with... If you can't drink a sm- an innocent smoothie bottle and eat a packet of saurine a day on top of what you normally eat, there's something wrong with you. Like, yeah. that's, that, I could do that. <laughs> like, and then you've got cereal, of course. Just cereal. Just cereal. Thank you. Um, that was that was one of my just eat cereal. Well. I was just like smash some cereal, get some super high caloric stuff, and then I was like mm. smash, go get some Skippy peanut butter and just sit there and eat thing peanut butter fingers. That is literally dip your finger in the peanut butter and eat it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nutella peanut butter mixture, Doesn't everything matter. all in one. Yeah, crack on. Yeah, all right. Um, go good for it, tips. Mate. <laughs> all right, no business from me and facts and listen, guys, and we'll catch you next week. See you later.